house of the Lord. There's no better place to be. Thank you, Lord. Here to lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Give God all the honor, praise, and glory for truly He is worthy. Yes, sir. He is worthy of our praise. Yes, sir. We are, again, I want to thank uh, Deacon Johnson. Yes, sir. This morning for Sunday school and Reverend, Jen, Reverend Dr. Jenkins for his comments in Sunday school this morning. I think we have a marvelous time. Amen. 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 We're going to go ahead on and we're going to open up with a song here. Uh, Deacon Fuller is going to give us a song. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. Yes! Yeah. Let the church say amen. Amen.
right. That's all right. That's all right. Yes. 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 We're going to pretend. Thank you, Lord. I'm going number 454. Yeah. A charge to keep our house. Yes, right. Lord. God to glorify. Yeah. Yes. Who gave his son my soul to save. Yes, Lord. For the sky. Yeah. To serve his present age. Yes, my Lord. Call to fulfill. Yeah. To owe me all my powers and gains yes, should do. My master's will. Yes, Lord.
a day for rejoicing. Yes, yes. For giving God the praise. Yes, yes. The honor and the glory. Yes, yes. Again, I say he is truly worthy. Yes, he is. We are now going to turn the remainder of the service over to the hand of the pulpit. And may God continue to smile and bless each and every one of you, my father's children.
sanctuary this morning on Facebook Live, on our phone line. We ask you to go ahead and stand in the sanctuary now as we go to our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
We thank you for the establishment of the church, uh, which was made possible through your death, uh, Calvary, and the reconciliation. Yes, but we praise you, O oh God, that not only did you die, but you got up. Yeah. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit uh, uh, that regenerates, sanctifies, and keeps us, guides us, we ask you to help us walk within your spirit more and more each day. Help us to be humble and allow uh, your revelation to come to us in greater measures every day. Help us, Lord Jesus, to strive and to study and to cherish your divine word, recognizing that your word is you. Bless us, O oh God, and help us to recognize the fact that it's a blessing to be a part of the church yes. and that you are the head of the church and in that you head of the church oh God as you stated in Matthew's gospel the church shall not fail yes. bless us oh God that we might recognize that you are the sovereign God and although you allow Satan to have certain powers. Uh, uh, he's not on the present. Uh, he's not all powerful. Uh, and he cannot change what you have transformed. Bless us, oh God, and help us live in such a way, uh, particularly in the family, in the church, uh, that we might recognize that out of the family, oh God, comes the church. And, and that it affects the community yes. and all of those around us. Help us, oh God, yes. to have a testimony every day that we might not cause the name of our God to be blasphemed. Yes. Help us to be a shining light, oh yes. God. Help us to recognize that life comes from you yes. and life sustains us. Help us to be like the Apostle Paul and recognize that what you have planted in us, uh, you're able to make it come to fruition. Yes, yes, yes. Bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
<laughs> because they got to have thousands of folks and hundreds yeah, of folks. Yeah, yeah. Come on now, come on. They look down on this. Yeah. Yes. But see, I'm in the church where Jesus was
can get at Mercy on next Sunday morning. Now, the purpose of these donations are to help keep the doors open for our historically black university, Florida Memorial University. And we want you to support this effort. It is very important because it is a part of Florida General Baptist Convention, which our church is a part of Florida Baptist Convention, as well as Seaboard Missionary Baptist Association, and it is our call to support this special effort. So we're asking those who can to wear orange and blue next Sunday. We're having a really exciting time. Lady Jenkins will be over that programming, and we're looking forward to everyone being a part of it next Sunday. So tell your family, tell your friends to come and celebrate our university, Florida Memorial University. We ask you to continue to pray for all our cancer survivors who are in our service and those who are not in our service. We want to continue to pray for them and those who are in the fight for their lives. To God be the glory. And let us continue to pray for all of our sick, shut in, and bereaved. Our scripture today comes from John 16, verse 33, the B clause. In the world you will have tribulations, but take heart. I have overcome the world. To God be the glory. It's now you to go. Oh, no, not quite in the hands of the pastor. I think I still have the mic because I announced from the beginning that this was Clergy Appreciation Sunday. Amen. 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 And we do want to appreciate our, our, our clergy, um, Pastor Reverend Clark, uh, Reverend Dr. Jenkins, and of course, Reverend Cook. These are our ministers, and we are excited about it. And we want to show them today that they are constantly in our prayers and that we love them and we look up to them as leaders of this church. So um, we just want to give them these little gifts of appreciation. And we also want to um, thank once again Reverend Pastor uh, Brian for being with us today and wishing her a happy clergy Sunday. Receive. We know that giving is a part of worship. 
But in God's man's name, let me give back a tenth of what he blesses us with. He don't ask us for much, does he? Yeah. I like it. He says, see, Lord, look at the windows of heaven. For you are the blessing that you cannot receive. But you know what I like to. He said, he will rebuke the devour for our sakes. That means that God said that I will reject that which you have been blessed with from, from the enemy. All he asks us to do is be, be obedient. It's a fair blessing in obedience. Yeah. We know that we can't be God-given. You know, it's a faith walk, y'all. I mean, everybody's not where they think they should be. And sometimes we want to take it a natural that we are not in a position to give. But we need to start walking by faith and not by sight. Right. And I'm not telling you just with the words. I'm telling you what I do. I've trained myself to work around. I don't work my ties around what's going on around me. I work what's going around around my ties. Because I got to... Pastor, guess you got to do that first, okay? And I, and you have to come to that place with God and your, your relationship with the Lord. And what he has done for me is he has made a way out of no way for me, okay? He's been Jehovah Jireh in my life, and I'm a living witness to that, and I want you to experience that, okay? Amen. So let's bless this offering in advance. Well, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for all things great, all things in our life, health, and strength. We come right now to portion of service, Father God, and put in the exercise of what you have taught us and you have asked of us. And we bring on the ties which have also been me in your house. And Father God, we know that we knew that you open up the windows of heaven and pour us out the blessing that we cannot receive. Not only that, Father God, you put a hedge protection around us. You allow nothing to come our way that we're not, that you and our we cannot handle. And we thank God. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I take this time right now to actually rebuke the spirit of failure and poverty in the lives of your people. Father God, open up the doors of success and prosperity in the lives of your people right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, right now, allow us to walk by faith and not by sight and call those things that are not as if they were right now. Father God, help us to remember the I am factor right now. Call those things an answer. Well, prosperity can line up and come our way. If you do these good simple things for Father God, we'll do all this and give you all the praise, honor, and glory. For it is all to be used for the benefit of biblical kingdom. When given days are over down here, send us a place anywhere in your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all who love the Lord say amen. 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 Our church stand up. Our walk from the back. Stand up. Walk from the back. Quiet with some music.
even waking us up this morning. And we ask for forgiveness where we've fallen short. Uh, we thank you, O oh God, for this church and uh, Pastor Clark in particular and all of the clergy and the members that are here today, O oh God, uh, not by happenstance because we recognize you as the sovereign God and you're in control and we just thank you for it. Uh, we don't ask you uh, not to leave us because we know that those of us that have been regenerated and born again are indwelt by your Holy Spirit who is in fact God. Yeah. And we don't ask you uh, to be sent anywhere yeah, yeah. because we know that you are an omnipresent God and that you're perfect in knowledge and understanding. Oh, bless your name today, oh God. We believe and know in our hearts that you've already prepared a shepherd uh, uh, to bring us a word, that you've given him a fresh anointing. And so we ask that you would uh, touch our ears uh, as you touch his mouth and his heart, uh, that he might bring forth your truth. To, Oh, bless your name today, oh God. Touch us and enable us to understand what a joy it is to be a part of the church that we have engaged in an army that's already won because you were won at Calvary. Thank you, Jesus, for making us know that. Thank you, oh God, for the opportunity to repent. And thank you for the spiritual growth uh, that you make in us by listening and putting your word into practice. Yes. Teach us, guide us, lead us to that way of understanding. Help us to be yours and to know that you are our God. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
going to run shot us for shot. Y'all right on point. Yeah. Thank God for you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Everybody in respective places. Thank God for you. There's a word from the Lord. Yeah. It's not our desire to hold you long. We've had a good time in the Lord thus far. If you turn to the Gospel of, of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Matthew chapter 14, on the Shana Samadhi Spotlight, verses 22 through 33. Matthew's in Matthew's chapter 14, verses 22 to 23. <coughs> Excuse me. When you get it with me, say amen. Amen. Commence that verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But when he saw that the wind boisterous, he was afraid. All right, now. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Yeah. And immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith. Yeah. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Yeah, yeah. And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. Yeah. And we know that God's word, right? Yes. Is already blessed. Yeah. I like to you for subject for a short time today to, to speak into your spirit this morning. A savior in the storm. Yes. Yes. A savior in the storm. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Yes. My brothers and sisters, disciples find themselves in a storm because. They have been commanded by the Lord Jesus to cross the Sea of Galilee to go to the other side. Yes. This is what Jesus instructed them to do. Am I right about it? All right. 
Jesus told them to get into the ship and to go over to the other side. These men are in the will of God. I'm going to say that again. Yes, they're in the storm, but they are in the will of God. They are doing exactly what God said to do. And yet we see them, can I get a witness here, struggling in the midst of a storm. Which says to me that you can be doing the right thing, reading your Bible, attending church, giving God your praise, and your life still can run into storms. Everybody on the sound of my voice this morning is in one of three situations. Walk with me. You are either headed towards the storm, you are just coming out of a storm, are you in the storm right now? Amen. Yes, yes. Have you ever found yourself doing right, treating your family right, loving your children, going to work on time, trying to live righteously, and the storm comes up? Yes. Amen. Stuck in one of life's storms, and no matter how hard you try, yes. no matter what you do, it seems that you don't make any, any headway. Yes. Check out your next door neighbor who does not even go to church, don't even love the Lord, never reads the Bible, never pays any tithes. Their children are doing fine. The marriage is doing well. They have two cars in the garage, a picket fence, and they got a dog in the yard too. Amen. Here we are loving God, going to church, and we can't get one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Right. It seems that way anyway. Try as you might, your children are acting crazy. You get your children straight, Mother Thomas, then your health falls apart. You get your health straight, your finances go to hell. You get all that together, and then old age decides to come on in. Then you have to start taking care of your grandchildren after you don't raise some children. If it ain't one thing, it's another. I wish I had a witness up there. Because life will send storms your way. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. But painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest. Am I going slow enough? Of righteousness and peace. For those who have been trained by going through your trial. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10 says, If you faint in the day of adversity, Deacon Johnson, it is because your strength is small. All right. Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5 said, if you run with the footmen and then you come tired, yes. then how can you contend Amen. with the horses? Yeah. Yes. And if it is in the land of peace, the Bible says, when thou dwellest, you stumble, then how will you do when the Jordan overflows? All right. It doesn't matter how much you love God, mm -hmm. storms will Come. Amen. I don't care what the fortune prophets tell you on Facebook and on TV. I don't care what the naming and claiming crowd tells you on the radio. In this life, you will have some tribulation. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you pray. You might get breast cancer. It does not matter how righteous you are. You may lose your job. This is just the way life is. Storms will come your way. Having faith in God is not a hedge against the storms in life. You, you're reading the Bible is not a fallout shelter against the trials and tribulations in life. Yeah. Let's pray that right now, pray for me, church, that God helps me to help us this morning. 
by struggling that the storm, know that the storms are God's means of our transformation. Yeah. Did y'all hear what I just said? Storms are God's means of our transportation. The reason why God, God gave me this, this, this word this morning because I, I sit down and sometimes I have to evaluate my circumstance and my situation. Yeah. I don't know what you are, I just talk about myself. Yeah. Sometimes I want to know, what's up, Lord? What's up with that? Uh -huh. You said this, but not hell has broken loose. I've committed myself to you. I've said I do whatever you say do. I, I have a nevertheless attitude. I think I'm checking off the block, the spiritual blocks here. But now, it seems like if I'm in a worse situation than I was before. Yeah, yeah. It seems like I got more than a target in my back. I seem like I had a bulls out in my back. Because everything that can come to line against me begins to line up against me. I think I was doing better. I think I was spiritually in the right place. And I was feeling good about my little position with you, Lord. But here comes Satan. Now, make me doubt it. Was I called to do this? Oh, did you really want me to do it? Did I second guess you, God? But it seems like I want to understand where these storms are. What's the purpose of these storms? Do I really have to go through it, Lord? Do I really have to weather the storm? Can I just, just sit here fast and pray and you just usher me into the, to the next level? Do I have to always struggle and fight? I know I told the church we are soldiers in the army of the Lord and we are opposed to fight. Lord, right now, I really don't feel like throwing no punches. Right. I don't really feel like praying. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm smelling flat. I hate the devil so much. Won't you just come on back and take us to heaven right now? Because I'm tired of having a fight with him. Can I get a witness here? And God showed me, said, you don't understand. When you ask me for one prayer, I'm trying to answer your prayer. Well, what's the prayer you're trying to? He said, I'm trying to transport you to the next level. All right. Can I get a witness up? Are y'all in feeling it? But I understand what I was in these Show me, uh, 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 Pastor Brian, is this, that. This is not, see, I like science fiction, and I like to watch Star Trek. He said, he said, Brother Claude, you ain't on Star Trek, the Enterprise. He said, Scotty can't just beat you up to the next level. You got to be over 40, you know what I'm talking about. He just can't beat you up to the next level. You got to go through some stuff to get where you need to be. But you just need to realize that yes. God said, I'm making a way. Yes. He said, stage will come. And he said, why are you going through the storm? Listen to me, church. It's your means of transportation. But why are you on the bus, on the storm bus, going through the storm? God will reveal people and places and stuff to you. Yes. Yes. So you got to become more spirit understanding. Uh, you're going to become more spirit more sensitive to the spirit because God wants to show you stuff. He said, I can't take you to the next level and because every level has a new devil. And because of every level having a new devil, you got to realize these devils when they come. Because, because guess what? Devils on new levels travel in sheep's cold. And if you want to do my work, you got to be aware to protect my sheep aware of the wolves when they come in sheep's clothing. You got to know how to smell them out, shepherd. You got to know how to place the feet in my talk to the shepherd. When God called you to do something, you decide if you will really follow God, get ready. Hell's going to break loose. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. The storms are 
are God's means of transportation. You can't get to the other side without some storms. Watch this. If the storm is choppy enough, if the storm makes the waves choppy enough, it will carry you to the other side before you know it. Let me say it another way for us. The very thing that the disciples feared, which was the sea, was the very thing that God used to get them to the other side. Can I make it clear? You will never get to the next level till you fix yourself. And you will not fix yourself till you face yourself. Don't you think that God will have you witnessing the people, but you got your life messed up? This is a blessing in obedience. You got to walk worthy of your calling. You got to walk worthy of calling. God doesn't call to put titles on you and names on you and positions on you. No, you got to walk worthy. Because what happens is when the battle gets rough, when the, this is you're in a spiritual fight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But again, principality, power, wickedness, and high places. So what happens is what the devil wants to do, you think because Brother Anderson didn't see you do such and such, because you can so you, he didn't see you so you can just act like you so holy and super spiritual. But guess what? No, you got to contend with the enemy. No, he is not omnipresent, but he got some special forces in on your case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what he does is he brings up what you have done while you're in the middle of the battle to make you think that God won't answer your prayer because what you did last night. So he will allow a storm to arrive to see if you remember the principles of spiritual warfare. The Bible says Jesus comes in the middle of the storm to them in the darkness. It's right in the text in verse 25. It says, the scripture says, it is during the fourth watch. The fourth watch of the night. That is between Pastor Brian 3 a.m. 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. The darkest time of night. The darkest time of the night. Jesus shows up. The Lord has habit of showing up in the darkest times of your life. Dr. Jesus, can Pastor hang out here just now? I can't leave that fourth watch more. It was the fourth watch that the death angel flew over Egypt. Uh-huh. And, and the, blood, the blood of the lamb was on the doorpost of God's people that that angel passes over. So don't want not only does death come in the fourth one, but God does his best protecting in the fourth one. And I can't go, can I hang out here from the month? And it was at midnight. At midnight. Paul and Silas prayed. They prayed at midnight, but the foundations began to set at the fourth watch. God moves at the midnight hour of your life. Don't get scared in the dark. Don't be afraid because there's nobody else around. God does his best work. He has your best attention, but there ain't nobody around but you. God got a way of isolating you and 
prophesied. God took Moses out of the palaces of Egypt and put him on the backside of the mountain, not for two weeks fasting, for four years. They thought they were all alone in the darkness. But here comes God Jesus. <laughs> Walking. Hallelujah. Ooh, I wish I had a witness. Yeah. When your life is at its lowest, the Lord stepped in at the right time. Yeah. That's your darkest hour. When the situation seems to be the bleakest, it's that's when God shows up. God comes in the face of darkness. Listen, New Jerusalem, the darkness may hide God from us, but the darkness will never hide us from God. I don't have to see him. I don't know how to, I don't have to know where my God is, brother. I keep telling y'all, trust him when you can't trace him. God knows we are. David says, I make my bed in hell. If I go to the highest mountain, God is there. He knows who I am. He's ordered my steps in his word. He, he has not forgotten about me. I know too much about it. And I will never, never let the world or the situation make me doubt him. Because the Bible says the dark and the light. You know why God lets him move in the dark? Because the dark and the light are the same to him. You may not see God, but he sees you. God comes in the face of darkness, then God comes. But I like most of all that God comes in the face of disaster. He'll walk up in disaster. When you read Mark's gospel in chapter 6, the same story, Mark says they were toiling and rowing all night long. They were not just in the storm, not trying to battle their way out. They were battling, trying to get out. They were doing the best they can. And the more they tried to get out, the fiercer the storm became. Y'all don't hear me? Yeah. Yo, we ain't going through nothing that's not unknown to God. Yeah. This God devil ain't doing nothing new. Hallelujah. Devil ain't doing nothing new. No. He got the same tricks. No, we need to sharpen our spiritual skill and our relationship with God so we can make him go to the next level. Because that trick you used last battle, devil, that ain't working on me this time. Amen. You might have ambushed me last time, devil, but you never ambushed me this time because I am not ignorant to the vices of the devil. See, you can't do a lot of shouting here because you have you you you, uh, you might be we must be awfully young not to be able to testify that the more you try, sometimes the harder it gets. You make two steps forward and three steps backwards. You think you almost got it figured out? Then life sends another storm to knock you down. It's always a trial, Nicole. It's always a test. It's always a difficulty. Yeah. It's always a stretch. It's always a struggle. But let me share something about storms that are under the divine control of the master. Yeah. I want to share something about storms that are under the divine control of the master. Just about every other day in the great state of Florida, a stunning, stunning storm coming. That's the nature of the state we live in. Walking me, church, allow power pastor to illustrate and execute this text. Right. The weather forecasters and our local TV station tell us in the morning that there will be a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. On your way home, in your rush hour traffic, and they caution us to bring your umbrella. All right. When we leave the house in the morning, he say, bring your umbrella. 
I want to get this to get you to get this. Bringing your umbrella will not stop the storm from coming. I'm going to make it a play It will keep the rain off you. I'll say that again. Bringing your umbrella will not stop the storm. It will just keep the rain off you. Now let me make it plain what the Holy Ghost has been trying to say to us. Storms are going to come. But if you are in Christ, the storm may be raging, but the rain will not fall. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. I've been through enough storms to testify that God will bring you out. And even if he does not bring you out, he will get in the storm with you. Can I stop right here for myself today? I like when God brings me out, Sister Angela. But I like it even better when he gets in the storm with me. Because when God gets in the storm with me, he really makes me feel loved. See, I'm the type of man, I need a lot of love and attention. I need a lot of coming. You got to reassure me that I'm all yours and I'll always be yours. Can I get a raise up here? But when God gets in the storm, uh, he lets me know that you're the apple of my eye. He said, I may not take the storm, but I'm wrapping you in my life. I'm hiding you in the secrets of my tabernacle. Y'all ain't feeling me. So what he does is he begins to prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. And I'm not talking just about my people enemy. The storm is my enemy. The devil and his leeches are my enemy. They can see me, but they can't get to me. He may not come when you want him, but if you trust him, he'll be right on time. Anybody here been to a storm? Won't God bring you out? Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Won't he bring you out? Won't God hear your cry? There's some people I've watched on the Discovery Channel. There's some people on the Discovery Channel I've been watching, uh, Dr. Jenkins. They call them storm chasers. They get in their vehicles and they go look for storms. Can I get a witness up in here? I'm not a storm chaser. I don't want to deal with no lightning. I don't want to. I, don't want to. I ain't trying to deal with no lightning. I ain't trying to go find a. When I was a child, I'm old school. When I was a child, my, in the Bahamas, my mom, mommy and grandma would make me sit down, boy. Sit down, boy. It's thunder and lightning. Be quiet. Sit down. God is speaking. Cover all the mirrors up. Get up. Don't you talk on the phone. I wish I had something that was raised like I was raised. They taught us how to respect nature and nature's God. I'm not a storm chaser. I do not, I don't have to go look for storm, but I've been around enough people who have been through some storm. And when you come out of it on the other side, it does something to your testimony. It does something to how you praise God. And because you really can't praise God like you should until you've been broke and the Lord paid your rent for you. Yes, yes. And I mean that she was able to go to the check cashing place and
and get a payday loan. No, that ain't getting you out. No, I'm talking about you had no other way. When mama and Ray Ray and your homeboy couldn't help you pay your rent, and all of a sudden a check, some funds, showed up out of nowhere, and you said, and had not been for the law. Have you really been sick? Yes. And the Lord healed your body? Yes. Have you ever been lied on and the Lord, and the Lord God vindicated you? Yes. People say you would never make it. But here you are in the sanctuary and under the sound of my weak voice. Testifying, can't nobody do me like Jesus? When the Lord has been good to you and you have come out on the other side of your storm, it puts something in your voice. It, it puts something in your voice. I want to defend my sheep in my sanctuary, Dr. Jacobs. If the people of New Jerusalem seem to walk like they are arrogant and have an attitude, please look a little bit closer. It's not that we're arrogant and arrogant or we are stuck up. No, we just got this thing on the inside. Turn it on the inside, and guess what? We know who we are and what we are. And because we know who we are and what we are, we see the walk like we got it all made. Yes, we do have it all made. Because we're in a fight every day of our life. But we are an army that the battle has already been won. If we want that cavalry, and we know that all we got to keep on standing, keep on pressing toward the law of the high calling of Christ Jesus, and we will be all right. I mean, for God's transportation, yeah. because we got the Savior in the storm. Yeah. Verses 25 to 31 tells us that storms are God's ways of testing us. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. All right. Verses 25 to 31 said, it is God's ways of testing us. Yeah. A faith that has not been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Yeah. A faith that can't stand up under testing is a faith that cannot be trusted. Amen. Because when the storms of life begin to rage, yeah. God is not mad at you. Yeah. God is not trying to do you in. God is being not being mean or evil towards you. Because God is not predisposed towards evil. Whoa. God is only love and kindness. But God tests us to see what he can, what we can stand up on to see what we can handle to strengthen our resolve in our weak areas, to put some steel in our character. You hear what I just said? To put some steel in your spine. Listen, testing only reveals the Savior, but God's testing us refines the saint. God testing refines the saint. I'm a better Christian because of what I have been through. I'm a better Christian. I'm, I'm a stronger Christian. I'm a deeper praying Christian. I'm a stronger worshiper because of what I have already come through. I'm more committed to him because guess what? I will let nothing separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I don't care how you act or how I think you act. That ain't going to stop me from doing what I'm called to do because I'm called to be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't like the way that I am, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm just called to do what he called me to do in spite of what I'm going through. The test has made me trust God even more because I know without God, I can do nothing. So I have to depend on God for my every step that I take. Once you realize that you will be, that, that he will be with you in your storm, you can handle any situation. 
Deacon Frodo, the Bible says that in the midst of that storm, between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., in the darkest hour of the night, Jesus came walking on the water. Have mercy. To test them. Jesus came to walk in their storm. To teach them that if you trust me, you can walk on your storm. Did I just say that? He said you can walk on your storm. Let's look at how it happened. Jesus comes on the front watch of the night. The winds are blowing, but Jesus' clothes are not ruffled. The rain is falling, but Jesus is not wet. I'm using my sanctified hope and I'm telling you how it was. Because Jesus rules the wind and the sea. And when the disciples saw him, like many of us, they were terrified. They cried out for fear because they thought it was an apparition. They thought it was a figment of their imagination. Yes, yes. How many of y'all don't pray for God to bless y'all? And as soon as God stops blessing y'all, you say, oh, I don't know if that's God. Yeah. You ask for it, then here he come. Right. You know why? Because you, you, he's blessing you the way you didn't speak him to the blessing. Oh, yeah. His way is not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Oh, yeah. Because the last time he saw Jesus, he was in the mountains praying. Yeah. Now the storm is raging, and Jesus is right there walking in the storm. And all of them cry out for fear. Jesus speaks out of them and says, be not afraid. It is I, be of good cheer. Listen now, watch Peter. Be my Peter. We all should have the faith of Peter. We criticize Peter all the time. We say that Peter was a liar, mouth. We say that Peter had foot in the mouth disease. We also say that Peter spoke before he was taught. But every once in a while, Peter gets it right. Amen. Peter says, Lord, if that is you, by thy way, who else would be in the, in the, in the storm 4 a.m. in the morning walking on the wall? But that's another sermon. Peter says, Lord, if that is you, bid me to come and meet you on the wall. Now here's how Peter gets it right. Peter says, I have made up my mind. I have determined that it is safer on the water with Jesus than in a boat without Jesus. With Jesus, the sea might get choppy, but Jesus is there. The storm might get violent, but Jesus is there. Peter said, if, if that is you, I don't want to stay here with them. I want to come and meet you. And Jesus said, come, Peter. Amen. Now the boat people, the people who stayed in the boat, oh, we got people. A lot of us got a lot of boat people in our life. They're in our families. They're in our circle of traveling. They're around the world. Perhaps they were saying, Peter, are you crazy? Get back in here. You can't walk on water. Amen. Yeah. Come and sit down. Just wait until Jesus get in the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Peter for a moment walked on the water. Yeah. Yeah. And said, uh, Peter saw the wind when he could sit it. Considered the noise from the boat people, yeah. Peter began to say, Don't you let anybody make you sink. Don't you let anybody sink your dreams. Don't you let anybody sink your potential. Don't you let anybody sink your promise. If the Lord tells you to do it, don't you let anybody sink your possibility. Don't you let anybody sink your possibility. If the Lord tells you to attempt it, don't you let anybody rain on your promise. Why? Because you have a Savior in the storm. Jesus said, come. And Peter walked on the water. Peter defied gravity and walked on the water. He did not walk long and he did not walk far. But he did walk, y'all. He did walk. Actually, 
Pastor Arthur Waters started to sing. Said, Lord, save me. Jesus took him by the hand and said, why for did you die? And when they got to the ship, the only one who had a testimony was Peter. The rest of them had to watch Peter do the miraculous. But they were too scared to do it themselves. There's some Christians like that. Through, through watch out, they, stoop, they, they, they watch, they don't know how to shout. They watch you, praise God. They watch God bless your life. They start getting mad because God is blessing your life. And doing what he said he would never do. Or what they think he would never do. If God says do it, it does not matter what anybody else says. You just put your faith in God. Because you have a Savior in the storm. When they get to the boat after witnessing what has happened on the water, the Bible says they bow down and they worship Jesus. says, truly, you are the Son of God. New Jerusalem, let me end this by saying to you, I'm not going to wait until I get into the storm. I'm not going to wait until the floods rise in my life. I'm, going to, I'm not going to wait until the wind starts blowing in my life to start praising God. I'm not going to wait until the rains come down, Dr. Jenkins, to start praising God. Because when the storms come in my life, I will, I will, I'm going to already have some practice praising God for His goodness. You know, I don't have to be going through nothing bad for me to praise God. I don't have to be, y'all ain't hearing me. I don't want to be in church with people who just love God when things are, are doing well. No, I need some people who know how to praise God when the lights go out in your life. Because you have a Savior in the storm. I need somebody to know who's praising God even though your bills are not paid. Your child is in trouble. You're shouting hallelujah. And you still got a, a hallelujah on your lips. You have a family member that is sick and you can't seem to help them get well. But you pray and they seem not to be getting any better. You still got a hallelujah on your lips. You know why? Because you got a savior in the storm. No matter what goes on in your life, God is still good all the time. And all the time, God is good. But you got a savior in the storm. I'm trying to go to my seat. Y'all are trying to make me do something. No matter how dark the night, no matter how long the day, God can still speak peace to my storm. Because he's a savior in the storm. Remember the three Hebrew boys, don't you? Shadrach, Meshadrach, and another Negro. They were in the fiery furnace, y'all. And the king heated up the fire seven times hot. Then it stopped. And the king said, hey, did not we put three brothers in the fire? They said, it's okay. He said, well, I see a fourth. Watch this now. Watch this thing. He said, well, I see a fourth. And he looked like the son of God. Because he came down through 42 generations. 
Christ to someone. Yet there's still room at the cross for them. Amen? I thought our hearts and minds are ready. I think we're ready to go. Amen? Abide with us both now and forevermore. And let the church say, Amen.